The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. King Josiah, uh, your majesty. Is everything okay? Did someone get hurt rebuilding the temple? I'm sorry, but this just couldn't wait. Show him. A book? Come on, man. You got me all riled up. How important can this book be? We have books everywhere. So basically, we got the treasuries from the temple and we paid every man that worked on the temple. Everyone that oversees the day-to-day operations. And while we were in the temple, Hilkiah the priest gave me this book. And it's from the Lord. Fine, fine, fine. I'll hear you out. What does this book have to say? These be the words which Moses spoke unto all Israel on this side of Jordan. In the wilderness, in the plain, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods before me. Thou shalt not make thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or that is in the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon thee, and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, blessed shalt thou be in the field, blessed shalt thou be in the but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commands and his statutes, which I have commanded thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy And there arose no other prophet in Israel like Moses, who the Lord knew face to face, in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt and to all his servants and to all his land, and in all that mighty hand, and in all that great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Oh my word, this is serious. What, what can I do? You know what? We need to inquire of the Lord right now. Go inquire of the Lord for me and for all the people of Judah concerning the words of this book. For great is the wrath of the Lord against us, not because of what we're doing, but because our forefathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. This is serious. We must take this serious. Reform is about to come to the nation. Step into the remarkable reign of King Josiah in 2 Kings chapters 22 and 23. Amidst a backdrop of moral decay and idolatry, Josiah's leadership shines as a beacon of reform and renewal. Join us as we delve into the captivating story of a young king's quest for righteousness, the rediscovery of forgotten scrolls, and the revival of faith in a nation. In this episode, we explore the profound impact of King Josiah. As always, be blessed and enjoy.
All right, welcome back to another episode of a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your host, Nakaz Gate and Earl Roberts. Hopefully, everyone they had a great week. How was your week, man? Not long, man. A lot of running up and down. Well, today's my birthday. You know what I'm saying? I gotta gotta start off there. Yep, the big the big thirty. You know, but this week, you know, a lot of running up and down, a lot of exercising. You know, just making sure. I don't come into this 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 decade half stepping. You know what I mean? Like, New hairdo. Got my hair done. You know what I'm saying? I need to go to the barber though, but <laughs> soon. But yeah, bro. I mean, I feel good. You know, God is good. I, Amen. Yeah, my week wasn't too bad other than that though. It's just a lot of self inflicted. You know, running up and down, just preparing for the weekend and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, what's up? What's what's up? And what about you? Week was good. Week was good. I actually had like a, a long day yesterday, but overall it was actually pretty good. Um, still prayers for all the stuff happening in the world, all of them, all of the bad, all of the good, all of the uh, in between. Prayers for everything because a lot of people are going through it right now, and we are getting ever so closer to the holiday season. So a lot of people. Also, going through it financially because of everything that's happening in multiple economies. So, yeah, prayers for everyone. Hopefully, everyone out there, you know, still keeps their faith and trust in God through it all. There's something else I wanted to say, but that has completely missed my likes. Just poof, vanished. Well, it might come to you. We'll it see. You. Sometimes it'll come to you when it's like, it don't even make no sense saying this no more. We done so far gone in the poll. It's like, oh well, that point ain't ain't ain't, ain't worth it. But okay. Um oh yeah, also for all the ones who's enjoying, definitely uh share the podcast with a friend or family member and uh leave a comment and hit that like button and also hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed yet, because uh not everyone who listens weekly is subscribed. So yeah, hit the button. Also, follow us on the other platforms that we are on. I was starting to feel too YouTubery, so I just, I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so last episode we focused on uh, Manasseh, King Manasseh, who was uh, the son of King Hezekiah. And Manasseh was uh, evil. Is that a good uh, word to describe him? Pretty much, yeah. And you know, Manasseh means to forget, which is also kind of fitting. And like, I know we haven't been on our names of meanings tip for a while, but yeah, Manasseh means like to forget. And it's like interesting that he literally, I won't say he forgot, but he made all of Israel seemingly forget everything that Hezekiah had just brought them through and done all the reforms that they went through. Like, yeah, the whole nation forgot. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely forsook, for, forsaken. I don't know. God. <laughs> I, I know the intent. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know what's funny though, bro? Mm. In a lot of these chapters, it's like you got one main king and then you have his successor that he like no one shine. Yeah, he'll <laughs> get too much shine. Because <laughs> I keep forgetting that. The king we about to talk to today, I keep thinking Hezekiah is his grandfather, but Hezekiah is his great grandfather. Yeah, Fox. <laughs> like I even like the, the, we even call a chapter last week, 
King Manasseh. King Manasseh. Uh, we did technically mention Amnon, but the guy... We forgot him. We 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 manasseh him. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. Quite literally. So in this week, we are going to talk about Amnon's son, who is Manasseh's grandson and King Hezekiah's great-grandson. So we're going to be taking it from 2 Kings 22. So Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedediah, the daughter of Adiah, okay. of Boscah. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. And so we see he was like David. And so we're going to get more into that as we go. So now in verse 3. Now it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah, so he was 26, exactly, that he, that the king sent Saphan the scribe, the son of Azaliah, yeah. the son of Meshulam, to the house of the Lord, saying, go up to Hilkiah, or Hilkiah, like Hilkiah, the... <laughs> Right. The high priest, that he may count the money which has been brought brought into the house of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have gathered from the people, and let him deliver it into the hand of those doing the work, who are the overseers in the house of the Lord. Let him give it to those who are in the house of the Lord doing the work to repair the damages of the house to the carpenters and to the to the builders and to the masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. However, there need to be no accounting made with them of the money delivered into their hand because they deal faithfully. <clears throat> that was a pretty, you know, common thing. But I want to say, like, during the reign of righteous kings who trying to do some work for the for the temple, we see that a few kings, I can't remember the name, but this this I think it's like the third time we we heard of um provisions being made to restore the temple. Mm. And everybody dealing faithfully and, you know, they don't have to keep, they don't have to bookkeep. So one like me, I would not have no job in this conference and, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the temple. Because <clears throat> they don't need accountants because, you know, everything's straightforward. Everybody also, get paid evenly like, and fairly. Also, fun fact is believed that this high priest was the father of the weeping prophet Jeremiah. Okay. Because in Jeremiah 1, verse 1, these are the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests. And okay. Then the word of the Lord came to him the 13th year of the reign of jo jo Josiah, the son of Amnon, king of Judah. So the timeline also does match up. So we could say for a fact, Jeremiah was around during the time of Josiah, and that was just so happened to be a priest during that time. Yes. <laughs> who who was Jeremiah's father? You know what I'm saying? So either it's either it's that there's two Hilkiahs, you know what who I'm are saying? Both priests. Who are both priests. <laughs> <laughs> or that this was Jeremiah's father. Yeah. So that's also interesting, like tidbit. Um, where was I? Verse 11. No. Verse I think it's eight. verse 8. Yes. 
Then Hilkiah, the, the priest, the high priest said to Stephen the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave it to Saphon and he read it. So Saphon the scribe went to the king, bringing the king word, saying, Your servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the heart of those who do the work, who oversee the house of the Lord. Then Saphon the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest, Hilkiah the priest, has given me a book. Saphon read it before the king. So now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. The king commanded Hilkiah the priest, Ahakim the son of Saphan, Akbor the son of Mehekiah, Saphan the scribe, and Asiah, a servant of the king, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and all for, and, and for all of Judah, concerning the words of this book that had that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book, to do according to all that is written concerning us. So, okay. Being a high priest. Okay, so first of all, they do work in the temple of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that Josiah's grandfather erected Asherah and probably Baal. Multiple we, idols. Multiple, oh, yeah. Because you had the idols for the gods, or the, the stars, and the host, you know yeah, saying? yeah, all of that. He was into everything, bro. <laughs> Manasseh Dude. was into everything. But, but again, like this, that brings up a point that we mentioned like a few weeks ago now on the part. Like the opposite of believing in the opposite of believing in God isn't believing in like He doesn't exist. It's believing in anything. Mm -hmm. And we see like, and in Israel, Judah is a perfect example of this. Both kingdoms, like. It was like, oh yeah, we 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 no longer believe that God isn't real. We're gonna worship anything now at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, the universe is our oyster, <laughs> quite literally. And and we see how they fall into depravity. But keep going. <laughs> yeah, so I I'm very, it's it's like kind of great to me, the state of Israel at this very time because when the author of Kings, whenever they introduce a king. They start off by saying um, how long the king reigned and whether it was good or bad. Mm -hmm. but that's a summary. You know what I'm saying? We see we have some kings who were both good and bad. You know what I'm saying? Just depending on what point in time in their life you're looking at it. So we know Josiah was good, right? But he, they just find in the law. They just find in the law and. You could see that they weren't aware of this stuff because of how he reacts to finding the law, mm -hmm. which leads me to which leads me to wonder what 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 were what were what were the jobs of the high priest at that time? You know what I'm saying? We have people that worked in the temple. <laughs> excuse me. That were they were they were good people because they say they didn't need accounting. Everybody dealt <laughs> honestly and faithfully. You know what I'm saying? So it really makes me wonder. Like at this point, I think that they are they were being good based on the light that they had, you know what I'm saying? But they probably weren't like aware of God and the stories and the law. Interesting. It is like an interesting week's perspective, right? Because man, if you just do the math, right? He reigned 31 years, and in his 18th year was when he came across this. This mm -hmm. 18 years in this. Uh, just by math, he only had 13 years left after this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like so interesting. And it goes back to like Deuteronomy goodness. 
should have had the chapter ready, but I'm going to limit the blessings so like, and curses. Not even the blessings and curses, right? But uh, it might be, but it's like when they was talking about, like, you know, you're supposed to read the kingdom word, you're supposed to keep it in the house oh, of God. 17. 17. Yeah. So, like, it goes back to that, but, you could, but we could see again, this wasn't happening. And it's natural that he find a, the book of the law in the house of the law, because that's where it should be. In the, and there was supposed to be a copy kept in the ark, too. Like, again, we don't, know the, we don't even know the state of the temple right now. Like, <laughs> the temple has been sacked. Riches have been given away. Like, it's, so it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Deuteronomy 17, verse um, 19, is just saying that the law should be read to him all the days of his life. And that's the king they're talking about. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and to your point, like it, it, it's a good thought experiment. Like, what were the priests doing? And we know God makes his way known. We know there were still some prophets in the time who God was giving his word to. So mm -hmm. to me, the light was still being shown, but like it's like the full capacity just wasn't being known. And I feel like anytime they were they were under a king with a very stubborn heart, as I as I phrase it right now. It's like the light the light isn't being shown as bright as they can because the king is the one who is setting the pace for the whole country. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the king says we're going to erect idols in the temple. Who's stopping it? Hmm. And and by you doing that and you also doing these acts, you are okaying it for the whole nation to do. I know like at the end of last episode, off pod, we started to talk about like the whole thing about worshiping idols is the worshiping house itself is bad, right? But it's like the whole culture that comes around with that now, because now all your whole moral compass for the whole nation has, has gone has gone astray. You know what I'm saying? So now you ain't you ain't you ain't worshiping the one true God no more. So the Ten Commandments, you ain't keeping them no more. Like what is adultery now? What is killing? What is what is coveting? You know what I'm saying? Like what are all these things now to you because your moral compass is off? So now you're doing this, the whole nation has a whole moral shift. So now when we say, oh yeah. We about to sacrifice our child. That doesn't seem wrong because the whole moral compass has now shifted. Oh, yeah, we're gonna we oh, I'm just gonna take your wife and sleep with her. That doesn't seem wrong because the whole moral compass has shifted in the whole nation. Now and you see why God was like, Y'all think just a simple thing. I'm worried about your whole lifestyle holistically. First of all, ain't no created thing even could compare to me. But y'all can't even get that part out y'all mind. But furthermore, y'all can't even see what this is doing to you guys as a, as a society. Mm -hmm. You guys ain't safe for no more. You guys more angry. You more bitter. You more self-indulgent, less self-control. Like, and that's what these things start doing to you. But bro, even reading the Bible and they talking about they made this child pass through the fire. Someone like me, I would read that and be like, like, right, like, like I am so removed from from that being okay to the point where I'm like, bro, why? You know what I mean? Like, what is going on? But then I'd watch a movie or a show. And if if the show has some type of unknown religion, there's some tribe who worship the quote unquote gods, plural, you see evidence of that. You would see where people would suggest that. Or, you know, depending on the type of show it is, they might even show that. But it's a very common thing in and polytheistic religions. Let's throw them in the volcano. Right. Normal, that's a normal, that's a normal flex, bro. Normal flex, they'd be like, bro, oh, the gods are upset. You know what I'm saying? You gotta offer 
sacrifice, you know, some people sacrifice themselves, bro. I mean, but like to me, it's it's like it's like unheard of. It's like, yeah, this can only be fiction, bro. This y'all doing mm-hmm. this for shock value. But I just go to show um how normal certain things, bro. Like, because we have a mirror, bro, we have like a standard, like a we have we have something to keep us in line. Like we have a line to cross and not to cross, which is the word and the law, etc. Mm-hmm. Right. But when other people make up the law, or when people rely on the quote unquote spirits, which are which in demons are spirits to make the law, bro, all type of vile, you know what I'm saying, things can happen, bro. Like we was even talking about ancient pharaohs, where a pharaoh that they, they needed to be two pharaohs. One to represent the mother god and the father god. I can't remember their names now, but it's unimportant. So even like a um, Cleopatra, when she was the pharaoh, she had to marry her brother so that he could, so that there could be a a male pharaoh. And they were in matrimony. And her brother died. When her brother died, she married a younger brother after that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Normal, you know. Um, yeah, <clears throat> very interesting. But so. It's, it's, it's kind of hard for me to really understand exactly culturally what being righteous was like during this time because like you say, they did have prophets. They never stop having prophets. Even when we have years, <laughs> excuse me, when we have, so so think about it like this, Manasseh reigned for like 50 years or 55 years, something like that. His son Amnon reigned for like two years or something some similar to that. So we have close to 60 years of godlessness. Somebody could have been born and reached and was like and reached the age of 50, a grown man mm-hmm. living in a nation that was not a God, an, a Yahweh nation. You see them like how we say Christian nation. This they the only Judah they knew was pig was a pagan nation. Mm-hmm. However, we still have evidences of people younger than that. So we have evidence of people younger than Manasseh, potentially younger than um, Ammon, i.e. Jeremiah, that served the Lord, you know what I'm saying, that understands the law and that, um, what's it called, and that and preaches, you know, to the nations now. One could argue, one could argue, I, I haven't done the math, but one could argue that Jeremiah knew the law because his father, Hilkiah, when he discovered the law, taught it to him. But at the end of the day, we know that this man is a high priest of God and his son followed suit. So that's evidence to show that there are some people that still worship God in the midst of all of the pagan practices that surround them. Yeah, I mean, going way back, <laughs> an example that was Father Abraham himself, mm-hmm. who was the only one who was worshiping God, apparently, amongst all the people who lost their way. <laughs> Did they mention Tara's Tara? Yeah. Specifically say Tara used to play with idols, man. <laughs> Abraham had to get from around there. Abraham had to get from around there. <laughs> man, I was gonna just say one of those things we read in the other book. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even want to say that to have people thinking. <laughs> but 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 listeners out there, I'll let you know. Read the canon, the 66 books of the Bible, read it, get a good understanding of it. There's a lot of books out there. Book of Enoch, the Book of Jubilees, the Book of Joshua. 
Oh, Josh. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. They got some books out there, bro. And I mean, it's very intriguing. I tell you, you read some of these books, you eat that right up. You eat that right up. Boy, it's juicy. <laughs> but it does not align with, with, the word of, with the word of God. It does not align I, perfectly. Let's say it, that. Right. It does not align. It's, see, it adds some, it adds some um, unverifiable context to certain things. And then some facts are just completely incorrect, factually incorrect as it compares to the, the books of the, of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it's important to, to know the word because if, you, if you're not firm in it, you know, mm-hmm. you could get introduced to something that you believe that you believe is gospel, but it's actually not. You know, it's folklore or it's apocrypha. I don't know. It's, it's some days say apocrypha. I know. I anyway, but it's it's some texts that are um that are doctored to give off the impression that they're ancient writings, but they're actually not. Yeah, one of these days we need to like talk more about the apocrypha. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of anyway. I even I even got started that topic because we could be way off course. Anyway, back to Kings, back to Kings. Um, so in verse fourteen, so Hil- Hilkiah the priest, Ahakim, Akbor, Safan, Asiel, went to Alda the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tekva, the son of Harfaz. Keeper of the wardrobe, she dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter. And they spoke with her, and she said to them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants. All the words of the book which the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, and that they might provoke me to anger with all the words of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be aroused against this place. I shall not be quenched. But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord in this manner, you shall speak with him. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which you have heard. Because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what was spoke against this place, and against its inhabitants, that you would become a desolation and a curse. And you tore your clothes and wept before me. I have also heard you, says the Lord. Surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I bring upon this place. So they brought back word to the king. Mercy. I didn't mean to say apocrypha, by the way. I meant to say pseudo-depocrypha. That's that's the actual word, pseudo, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, so we can see that regardless of the state of Josiah, before learning of the law, he repented wholeheartedly. You know, he saw this as wrong and he didn't double down like kings in the past. Mm-hmm. He tore his clothes and he repented, you know, and the Lord, you know, blessed him for that. You know, promised him that he won't see some of the turmoil about to happen. Mm-hmm. I remember you mentioned um, Manasseh last chapter. In the Chronicles account, they talk about how he get put on time out. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they, they they sent him to Babylon until he cooled down a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? He got captured by the Babylonians and then he, mm-hmm. he converted. <laughs> he converted to Judaism. <laughs> he converted to true worship of the Most High God. 
I like this as the next example of we seeing God delaying judgment because of someone's prayer or someone's repentance. And we see God saying, like, you know what, I'll delay it, but it's still coming. My anger ain't going to be quenched because of all the years that you guys have turned your back on me. The repeated, I would say, infidelity at this point. Like, See, but even, even when he's reading on Manasseh, mm-hmm. God it wasn't like, y'all, y'all, y'all in this king era do this to um y'all broke the covenant and whatever. He was saying, God was speaking straight up. He said, bro, since I brought y'all out of Egypt, mm-hmm. this is how y'all was. You know what I mean? Like from Joshua and them time, bro, like this is continual. There has been no change, bro. So I think it's at a point where he, he look at it in totality and say, yo, generations have passed. Hundreds, thousands of years, of, hundreds, several hundreds years of past. Kings, good and bad, of past. But one thing that is consistent is 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 the, the is the chosen people's ability to turn away from God and run after other gods and provoke God to anger. And so Hezekiah was in the uh, well, we could say he's the last straw, maybe, but Hezekiah wasn't a determining factor, Josiah, Manasseh, none. All of this is a comprehensive analysis of their turning away from God, being apostate. And then even too, like well, even too, the northern kingdom doesn't get they don't get theirs. You know what I'm saying? So even more, like, yeah, agreed. Definitely agreed. Yeah. Um. So if we go back to last chapter, Second <clears throat> Kings twenty one verse fifteen, because they have done evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day their fathers came out of Egypt, even to this day, and that was three generations back past. This was during the time of of Manasseh. So <clears throat> even still, we can see this as crazy because obviously they had not been completely conquered. The way that God had, had prophesied it was going to happen. And Josiah seeing this, Josiah knows the impending doom because he's like, oh, wait, hold on. If God say all this stuff explicitly, right? And then mm-hmm. he could think about his grandfather getting captured and stuff like that. And then he could think about his father um, dying young. And, and I guess he could see the, the tension among the, 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 um, the Egyptians and the Assyrians and the Babylonians Right, mm-hmm. he can see it. He can see it all around. So he's like, "We have, we have done wrong, and the evidence is here." And um, you know, the Lord was like, "You know what? It's like the thief on the cross. Today you will die in paradise. Now, very, verily I tell you, today, comma, you will die, die in paradise because I'm gonna get, I mean, I'm gonna get lost in, in this thought. But it's like the Lord told the thief on the cross that day that his soul was saved." Same thing with Josiah. He's like, bro, you save yourself a lot mm-hmm. of heartache and pain because you chose not to side with evil. You 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 side sided with righteousness. You did not worship idols and do all of the stuff that your father did, but you are repenting on behalf of him and on behalf of the people. And I would see that, and I would, you know, bless you and protect you from the evil that is to come. <laughs> you bought. You bought. You bought uh, Judah a couple more years. Yeah. A couple more years is all you get there. <laughs> Reminds me when 
Abraham was trying to save Sodom and Sodom Gomorrah. Lord, yeah. Lord, would you, how much man, good man would you save it for? It just always baffles me that after all of that, God still destroyed the city, implying that they, they did not meet the quota. You know, 10 good men? Nope. All right. God was like, oh, I count about one. <laughs> <laughs> one good man. Um, Abraham should have tried his son. But Abraham was saying, surely they got at least 10. If they, Wait, how could they mm -hmm. not have 10 good men and my nephew go on there and he in turn mark? In a way, he just surrounded. In a way, he just surrounded by all, all wicked people. Well, he didn't know what his nephew was getting through, boy. No, <laughs> he didn't know. And then his nephew probably like, boy, what I get myself into? <laughs> what I get myself into? All right. So should we at least start the next the next chapter? How much time we got left? You know, uh, we about thirty minutes in. Oh yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go to the, the next chapter. <laughs> Either that or this is gonna be a super short episode. Yeah, real. I mean, it's either or. You know, anyway, let's let's start it because my got you got a lot. Um, so twenty three, chapter Second Kings twenty three, verse one. Now the king sent them to gather the elders of Judah and, and Jerusalem to him, and the king went up into the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah and with him all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing the words of the book of the covenant, which he had been, which had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart, all his soul, to perform the words of this covenant that are written in the book. And, and all the people took this took a stand for the covenant. Then the king commanded Hilkiah, Hilkiah <laughs> the priest. The priests of the second order, the doorkeepers, to bring out the temple of the Lord, to bring out of the temple of the Lord all the articles that were made for Baal, for Asherah, and for the host of heaven. And he burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron and carried their ashes to Bethel. Then he moved the idolatrous plague priests, whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Judah and in all the places around Jerusalem. And, and those who burnt incense to Baal, to the sun, to the moon, to the constellations, and to all the hosts of heaven. And he brought out the wooden image from the house of the Lord to the book of Kidron outside Jerusalem, burned it at the brook of Kidron, and ground it to ashes, and threw its ashes on the graves of the common people. Then he tore down the ritual booths of the perverted persons that were in the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for the wooden image. And he bought all he bought all the priests from the cities of Judah and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense, from Geba to Beersheba. Also, he broke down the high places of the gates that were at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were to left, which were to the left of the city gate. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places did not come up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, but they ate unleavened bread among their brethren. Ooh, boy, boy, they had a lot. And you a see, lot going on, bro. But again, that's really just painting the picture like the state of Judah at this point. Wait, bro, okay. 
you go into the house of the Lord, right? Remember, remember it, it had the golden basins and the and the the the, the seraphim or mm-hmm. no cherubs, you know, the ark of the covenant, mm-hmm. right? And then they put Asherah, they put Baal, mm-hmm. they put um Mercury, Jupiter, Mars. All of them, bro. All of the constellations, right? And then, bro, and then they had a booth for <laughs> perverts, bro. Like all of the perverted people representing mm-hmm. different like sexual appetites. They mm-hmm. had a section in the temple for that, bro. Yep. Bro, bro, they and, was going stupid in the temple. Kedashim, which literally translates to those practicing sodomy and prostitution in religious rituals. Wow. See, because in another... So, this ain't the first time they used the word, like, perverted, stuff like that. I think in First Kings, they, they had said that. And another translation translated it to... And they're saying that there were sodomites during our time, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I didn't take that as people native to Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I, I took that from the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I took that as, you know, the practicing of some type of ox or whatever. But yeah, bro, so not, so bro, it, bro, you know what it is? But you know what it is? They have like a, like a, they scared to know what it is right now. But, but that's what I'm saying, but like they have some type of, anyway, ritual. In the, they have some, in, in the, in the temple, bro. In the <laughs> Bro, what is going? That is see. Imagine how God feel. That's exactly right. what he's saying. What is going on, bro? Like, what is? And then it's like, do that in your house. Why can't do it in the church? For real, like, and and so when God's yeah in the temple. So when God's when God says that Manasseh did much evil, and he what it called like what they say he enticed the people, the people to, to do sin, yeah, to do more sin than all of the other nations that was destroyed for their sin. You know what I mean? So let's think about Sodom and Gomorrah, right? They was destroyed for a specific sin, right? Or they was they was destroyed, basically. You know, I'm getting into specifics because the Bible say that God come to Abraham saying I was going to destroy this nation, right? Mm-hmm. And so Manasseh. So let's let's let, we got Sodom and Gomorrah. We got the Amon. We got the Amalekites that um snuck up behind the the. You know, the children of Israel, when they were leaving Egypt and, and they did like a sneak attack behind them and God was like, yo, we go. Or was it the Anakites? One of the, one of them cities. And and God was like, bro, we can completely destroy y'all. We, no, no trace of y'all left. So I give you two examples of wicked cities that God destroyed. And Manasseh was doing worse than all two of them. You see what I'm saying? Like he was enticing y'all. Oh no, we're doing worse than that. So like they was, um, all of the women and children <clears throat> we're more so in the back of the line when mm-hmm. the Israelites were leaving Egypt. There's over a million of them. Women and children, you know, the slower pace walkers in the back, the elderly, right? And you all talking about y'all, y'all sneaking behind them and in battle and, and and fighting them, bro. What type, what type of site that is, bro? Like, what is that? You know what I mean? What type mm-hmm. of act is that? You know? And Manasseh. <laughs> is known for shedding innocent blood. So this is not 
this is not far fetched, bro. He that's the type of person he that's the type of stuff he was into. Shedding innocent blood, bro. People who ain't on your level, they ain't trying to fight. You know what I mean? They ain't do no sin or nothing. Taking advantage of people, and now we see, like his his worship knows no bound. He he permit even sexual type of acts in 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 worship for God. But then it's, it goes to the question though, bro. Mm-hmm. If people, if someone, were, if he sacrificed his own son, which showing me that Amon was like probably the second oldest son, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But anyway, if you sacrifice your own son, main probably your firstborn, bro. Ain't no type, ain't no type of ark for the gods off limits, bro. Ain't Nothing no off telling. limits. Yeah, for real. So ain't no telling. Yeah, they gone. They gone crazy, bro. And you see, they was like this. Like this chapter really just shows you, like you thought last chapter, well, two chapters ago now, was really breaking down what Benassa was doing. They come here and you see all this up here to get away, like get rid of. It's like whoa, there, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot to correct. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So we say this man is right. This um, Josiah was was righteous. You know what I'm saying? But up until he read this. We still have all of these idols in the temple. Mind you, he probably did not know no better. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And so I I know. It's like it's just really interesting for me to grasp the state of the nation. What's also time. interesting too is that you had this prophetess who was, I don't want to say chilling. That might sound disrespectful. But it was clearly there. But she uh-huh. didn't tell him nothing for like 18 years. I feel like, oh, I just didn't get yeah, delivered we, we, Yeah, we, we all... Hmm, that's true. She might not have. Yeah, they, she might not. They yeah. clearly knew to go to her. You think about it, even the high priest was like, oh yeah, we gotta go to her. Because she, she, she should definitely know like what God really into. Mm-hmm. What the one true God really into. So it's, 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 it's again, to your point, you, you can't really grasp the state, but you, you know that there's a bunch of evil that's happening. But I'm like, prophetess, what, what were you doing? I mean, she might not again. She might not get the call to go to, go to him. You know, the Lord might have known it would have happened like this and in this time, and then he just wink at the ignorance before. Yeah. You know, you gotta move and talk sometime, you know. You know, I I can't say what happened because a lot of prophets we say about, and especially in like first, second Psalm and first, second Kings, and you might have them once, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what was y'all doing? You know what I mean? Like, I even wonder about Jonah, bro. We 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 hear about Jonah. When, mm-hmm. when he gone to Jeroboam the second, one liner, bro. It's like, yeah, Jeroboam the second restored the boundary stones that was told to him by Jonah the prophet, son of Amittai. You know what I mean? Then you know, he had nothing else but this fella, bro. And if it wasn't for his debacle, we probably wouldn't have heard about Jonah. You know, so these prophets, they probably was working, but it just didn't make. It just didn't fit in the 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 chronicle the of story, the king. Yeah, yeah right. All right, man. What you think about them putting the ashes of the idols over the graves? But it was just interesting to me because when they burn the ashes, they go into a whole other city to do that, bro. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, bro. Like, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I don't know. Might be petty. I don't know. What you think? I mean, I guess different ways to look at it, right? Because. I mean, idol with the dead, like nothing, nothing was supposed to touch the dead because it'd be like you know the follows not. So it might have been like a slap against the idols, like huh? 
y'all gotta y'all could be spread against the dead to like defy or show y'all really lesser than the one true God. It might be something like that. Or it could just be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the Hebrew traditions I'm not that well versed on. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure it was done with a purpose. Yeah, because when they say, when they say they carry the ashes to Bethel, I'm like, this gotta be for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. You know, because why y'all why y'all carrying it? They're like y'all going on John Way. Why y'all putting all this extra effort? <laughs> right. Like when they said they burned the ashes in the river, I mean like by the by the by the by the brook. I was like, so I just seen throw it in the water. Right. <laughs> Y'all park up the ashes. They say no, we gotta transport it. <laughs> we got a better plan for this. Yeah, All right, so in verse 10, and he defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of the son of Himnon, that no man might make his son or his daughter pass through the fire of Malek. He's saying we, we can stop this too. Mm-mm. And he removed the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun at the entrance of the house of the Lord by the chamber of Nathan Malek, the officer who was in the court. And he burned the chariots of the sun with fire. The altars that were on the roof, the upper chamber of, of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of the Lord, the king broke down and pulverized there. And threw their dust into the brook Kidron. See, now you say, okay, yeah, let's just do this now this time. But but hold on, back back it. to back to what we were saying about the ashes. I saw a footnote that says Second Chronicles 34, verse 4, right? Mm-hmm. So it said, They broke down the altars of the Baals in his presence, and the incense altars which were above them. He cut down on the wooden images, the carved images, and molded images he broke in pieces and made dust of them and scattered it on the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. Mm, you see what I'm yeah. saying? So, so right here, I just said to the common, they, they threw the ashes on the common people. You know what I'm saying? On the graves of the common people, but it didn't give us the, the, um, the context. I mean, just... you can put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this who you all burn into? Yeah. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then the king, verse 13, the king defiled the high places that were in the east of Jerusalem, which were on the south of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon, king of Israel, had built for Ashtoreth, the abomination of the Sidonians, for Shemoth, the abomination of the Moabites, and for Milcom, the abomination of the people of Amnon, Ammon. And he broke in pieces the sacred pillars, and cut down the wooden images and fill their places with the bones of men. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel and the high place which Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin, had made. Both that altar and the high place he broke down, and he burnt the high place and crushed it to powder, and he burnt the wooden image. And Josiah returned as Josiah turned, he saw the tombs that were that were there on the mountain. And he sent and took the bones out of the tombs and burnt them on the altar and defiled it according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. And he said, what gravestone is this that I see? And the men of the city told him, it is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and proclaimed these things which you have done against, your, against the altar of Bethel. And he said, let him alone. 
let let no one move his bones. So they let his bones alone, and the bones of the prophet who came from Samaria. Now Josiah took, took away all the shrines of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger. And he did them according to the deeds that he had done in Bethel. He executed all the priests of the high places who were there on the altars and burned men's bones on them. And he returned to Jerusalem. Then the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover to the Lord your God, as it is written in the book of the covenant. Such a Passover surely had never been held since the days of the judges who judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. So that's interesting. So now, and that's the thing, you got the, you got the law. So that's the Genesis to Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. So you got all of this and you got in Exodus when they left um, Egypt and God was like, yeah, so every, every, this, this, this is the beginning of your year right here. And every year around this time, we can keep the Passover because we remember what happened when the angel of death passed over the, the blood of the, of the lamb. Mm-hmm. And so he read all this. He, you know, because it, it is kind of like excruciating detail on how to handle, oh, like when it comes to these idols, it's like, oh yeah, if you see someone doing this, that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So he take care of all of that. As And, and they make it a note to say, as according to the, the word of the law. But he really, he really, he really meant business. You can see oh, yeah. like someone who was like zealous and now he have a place to put his zealousness. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he's like, all right, we going full fledged. Oh yeah. Oh, that's too, because it was so interesting because they would be like, yeah, he broke down all the, all the altars, all the high places in my mind. I'm like, bro, you knew where every high place was, bro? <laughs> and y'all traveled to everyone and broke them down? Like, Wait, this, is, this is literally what I saw in this man that he was on a mission. They mm-hmm. even started mentioning those. Jeroboam, the son of Nabat. I was like, boy, we ain't mentioned Jeroboam in a while in this, in this regard. He's like, even going there breaking this down, bro. He broke down Solomon. You see what I, I said? Like, <laughs> I was like, that's impressive. I thought Hezekiah caught this one. That's what I said, bro. I like, but how I thought Hezekiah did burn out, did break down everything. But he like, oh no, even the ones that from, back from Solomon time. You see what I saying? Hey, man, they going on. Man slip by. <clears throat> no, sir. But so now what's interesting is that he read up on the Passover and he was like, where the where God say? Keep the Passover. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, bro, well, everybody, this is a, a new holiday for us. You see what I'm saying? Well, holiday week, like how they is do. Mm-hmm. We could keep this Passover, bro. Straight up. So now, what's interesting is the verbiage. Such a Passover surely had never been held since the days of the judges, mm-hmm. who judged Israel, nor in the days of all the kings of Israel, uh, I'm sorry, of Israel and kings of Judah. So when I first read this, I was like, man, you know what? We hadn't heard about any Passovers like at all. So I'm like, bro, you telling me even David and Solomon didn't keep the Passover? However, it could also be interpreted as saying such a Passover had never been. And not no no pass the or not the Passover had never been held. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So basically, he um when he when he rid the town of all the idols, it could have been such a grand ceremony. This come to Jesus moment, as we say, 
to the point where it's like the magnitude and the, and just the, the the spirit of it was was as was more grand than any other Passover that had happened during this time. You know what I'm saying? And um, we have evidence in Chronicles to support that a Passover had happened before Josiah was born. Hezekiah kept the Passover. You know what I'm saying? And Hezekiah kept the Passover. And um, I think in um, in the chapter, it says something along the lines of, <clears throat> for uh, so second second Chronicles thirty and verse twenty six. There was great joy. So this is if you read the chapter, it's talking about the Passover and and mm-hmm. the ceremonial stuff. <clears throat> it says there was great joy in Jerusalem for since the days of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, there had been nothing like this in Jerusalem, and that's an all in the context of the Passover stuff like that. If, uh, verse 15 of that same chapter, they slaughtered the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the second month, etc., etc. So a Passover had been had occurred before Josiah. You know what I'm saying? It had occurred after the judges and before Josiah. So um in the in the world that the Bible, you know, is one complete book, I, I would lean on the side of this saying such a Passover had never had never happened. There is the possibility, though, that because this book was written before Second Chronicles, this could have just been a hyperbole or just a misinformation. Like the yeah. author, yeah, go on. I was gonna say, like, if you read in the, in the King James, it says, "Surely there was not holding such a Passover from the days of the judges that a judge Israel, not yeah. the days of the kings of yeah." So it's like kind of showing to your point, like it's talking about the grandia. Grandiose of a festival. Yeah. And and bro, I kid you not, I was looking at this in like five different um translations, bro. Like even NIV, ESV, NASB, all have the word the term such. So I like, okay. Even when other people translate it, that's how it that's how it comes, that's how it gets translated. So I think I think the um that that verbiage was intentional in how they use it. <clears throat> But yeah, Josiah doing a big money, bringing the Passover back. Oh, I tell you. So now, we were in... I I think this is either like 23. Yeah, 23. 23, yeah. But in the 18th year of King Josiah, this Passover was held before the Lord in Jerusalem. Moreover, Josiah put away those who consulted the mediums, the spiritists, the households of gods and idols, all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, that he might perform the words of the Lord of the law, which were written in the book of Hilkiah the priest, found in the house of the Lord. Now before him there was no king like him, who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might, according to the, all that was all the law of Moses. Nor after him did any arise like him. So how do you feel about that last statement? What about no, our boy, I, what about our boy David? I believe it because when Hezekiah, they said the same thing about Hezekiah, but when we read the totality of Hezekiah, 
we realized that he fell off. Mm-hmm. So as a guy was zealous, just like Josiah, you know, he did, he got rid of the spiritus, you know, the high places. <clears throat> no, no king got rid of high places. None. Hezekiah was the first one to do that. But Josiah, Josiah looked like, bro, I doing even more. I go on, I am being more, not to continue using the word zealous, but I mean, more thorough. Yeah, yeah, thorough. I mean, more thorough, bro. Like, <laughs> all this with Solomon do? Y'all think this a monument? No, that's gone, bro. I don't care if that's my great, great, great to the 10, 20 degree. You know what I mean? That is gone. If it ain't right, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? The spirit is all this stuff, gone. I clean the temple. I doing all of this. And I implementing the Passover. You know, he probably even implemented other um, ceremony and feasts because um, God said that he kept, you know, the, the law of Moses. You know? <clears throat> he kept according to all the law, you know? So, I believe it, bro. I, um, in the story of Josiah, we don't really have a moment where it says, oh, but he got proud or he turned to worshiping idols and stuff like that. So, you know, when he, same way he started, it's low-key how he finished, bro. Like, in terms of his demeanor and his, his piety. So, yeah, I agree. I, I I like how it said this because when you compare him to David, because obviously the natural comparison is going to be like him and David at this point. I think he had more to deal with in a wicked nation. Mm-hmm. Like Judah now ain't like the combined kingdom of Israel back then. These people are wicked, 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 wicked. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. David ain't really had to worry about, oh, I need to come with a massive sweeping, like what we call them. Like a crusade, salvation, uh, like a reformation period. Like I don't have to come and do this whole like reformation. Like all y'all pretty much don't believe in God, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got some other influences, right? But for the most part, all y'all believe in the one true God. Is Josiah, and then David grew up knowing who God was. Yeah. And they were under the law. They were very much under the law, yeah. Josiah had to almost buck up into finding out who God was. Josiah. (laughs) Think about it, bro. Like, he really just sent them message. Like, he's like, bro, I kind of like this temple, you know. We need to fix this up. Anyway, Mm -hmm. let's go Mm -hmm. go raise money to raise this temple and get this temple back to how it should be in its glory. Yeah. Clean it up. Renovations. They miss and find find the law of God and and recite to him. Yeah. And he was like, what? (laughs) We supposed to be doing this? (laughs) Oh, no, more. I think about it. He instantly knew hearing it, but we had a messed up. Mm -hmm. He he really comes out and says, is there any hope for us? Hmm. And he could have easily just shut up, book back. Because this thing, someone before him discarded of the book, hid the book, or just put it somewhere and lost it, right? The book was not of much importance, right? He could have he could have relied on his ancestors saying, bro, my ancestors had this book. They tossed it to the side to worship after the stars. This must be the true, the true thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he hardened not his heart. He read this book and he's like, bro, this Fox, bro. Like, let's be for real. This is Fox, you know? It's like, I can't understand how... Other people, like other religions, 
read the Bible as a part of their religion, but say, oh, this part fake, this part right. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, to me, it's like you can't, you, you really can't nitpick because how you know the parts that you say right is not also tainted. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and if you have the source of truth, why are you even involved in the Bible to begin with? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's something that, that really like, it's like hard for me to grasp because <clears throat> I don't know. I have the luxury in Christianity of a one-stop shop with, with the Bible where I have how we were created. You know what I'm saying? God, the plan mm-hmm. of redemption, you know, God, the son, stuff like that. But, you know, other people like, like even, even like even in the Rastafarian faith, they believe in the Bible. They interpret it different to the point where they 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 went out and looked for another Messiah or a reincarnate of Jesus. You know I what see. I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, y'all gone, y'all, bro, y'all gone against the, the word to do this. And now that y'all was fixated to do that, y'all have to make this person fit in the Bible. So like you jamming it to fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you say, oh, what X, Y, Z, now we wrong. Like Now I wrong for taking the Bible at its word because it don't fit. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all perspective or yeah, y'all narrative yeah. or whatever. But we have Josiah who just read the read the word and was like, oh no, that's it. Because think about it, bro. He had almost like a Jeroboam religion, bro. You got the Mosai God. You got the Ark of the Covenant right there, bro. But also mm-hmm. you got As- Asherah. You got Baal. You got the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets. And moth. Everybody. You got everything. everything. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, but you 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 made a choice. You made a choice, bro. And, and I sure them statues is probably beautiful and things like that. But you say, bro, I rock with the most high God because it makes sense, bro. I know how how um how we were created. I I I learned about our history, like Abraham and why we are Israelites, why we why we are descendant of Judah. Everything lines up. And then you can put the two and two together that oh. We broke the chain. Someone broke the chain. We was disconnected. And now that we are reconnected, we going all the way. Josiah, throw the book on, you know, sweep that under the rug. Make sure <laughs> hide this. Make sure nobody hears of this. But no, he gone to his people who may have been predominantly idol worshipers. And he say, we, we stopping that today. Cold turkey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of courage. It does. Not, Takes takes a lot of courage. And so when so when we when the Bible compares and they say, bro, no king was like him. And we know how highly God thinks of David to the point where David's grandchildren, his descendants just blast, bro. You know what I'm saying? And the Messiah coming from, he they say the the Messiah gonna be a son of David. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could have said a son of Judah, because that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they're like, no, David. David specifically. So we understand the regard that God has for, for David and the heart that David had. But in terms of works, in terms of good works, um, nobody was like this guy. Nobody had to endure. Nobody was in this. Other, other kings were in the circumstance that he was in, but there's no one comparable to him in terms of his piety for God. And it's just one track mind when it comes to just following um, the law of Moses. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I agree. It's 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 interesting. It's very interesting. 
Very interesting. All right, should we? You just want to finish this chapter then? Oh, yeah, we could. I was considering we should just stop here. Anyway. 10 verses, and then next chapter is a whole, be a whole new character we, <laughs> we introduce it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Um, verse 28, no, 26. Nevertheless, the Lord did not turn his fierceness of great wrath, which his anger was aroused against Judah because of all the provocations with which Manasseh had provoked him. And the Lord said, I will also remove Judah from my sight as I removed Israel. And I will cast off this city, Jerusalem, which I have chosen, and the house of which I said, my name shall be there. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In his days, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went to the aid of the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates, and King Josiah went out against him, and Pharaoh Necho, and killed him at Megiddo when he confronted him. Then his servants moved his body in a chariot from Megiddo, brought him to Jerusalem, and buried him in his own tomb. And the, and the people of the land took Jehoaz, the son of Josiah, anointed him and made him king in his father's place. So we see Josiah died in battle against the Pharaoh of Egypt. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, God said that he wasn't going to see the calamity. You see what I'm saying? Like, because mm -hmm. I was really wondering mm -hmm. why you end like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Josiah, mm -hmm. we have this, you know, good guy, do a lot of good, and you die in battle. But I'm like, bro, wicked kings die like that all the time. You know? Yeah. Once you go in Chronicles, Second Chronicles 35 gives a little bit more color as to the story surrounding his encounter with the king. So, essentially, Egypt was on the side of Assyria. Babylon was really becoming the main superpower now. So it's like Assyria and Babylon really struggling. Who really going to be the top dog for real? And so now, the Egyptians and the Assyrians are fighting against the Babylonians. Now, really and truly, we don't really know why Judah was trying to get in this. So we see the king of Egypt says in 2 Chronicles um, 35, verse 20, after all this, when Josiah prepared the temple, Nico, king of Egypt, came to fight against Chikarmish by the Euphrates, and Josiah went out against him. But he said a message to him, saying, What have I to do with you, king of Judah? I have not come against you today, but against the house which I have war. For God commanded me to make haste. Refrain from meddling with God who is with me, lest he destroy you. And nevertheless, Josiah would not turn from his face, but disguised himself so that he might fight with him. And he did not heed the words of Nico from the mouth of God. So he came to fight in the valley of Megiddo, and the archers from King, and the archers shot King Josiah. And the king said to his servants, Take me away, for I am severely wounded. And the servants took him out of the chariot and put him in the second chariot that he had and brought him to Jerusalem. So he so so he died and was buried in the tombs of his fathers. So, uh, just, as my mother would say, 
Hothead bird don't make good soup. That's real. That's just how we all die. It's, but it's like, for real though, why are you trying to get involved in big people business at this point, bro? Like, the big kingdoms around you going to war? Sit small and tell your name, call, buddy. Don't get involved in this. God ain't tell you go, don't go. And, yeah. uh, the king try warning, buddy. I have no smoke for you. This ain't what you want, bro. This this almost remind me of Jehu. Like, bro, I ain't really got no smoke for you. Really want to find out? Come find out. <laughs> Come, <talk>. find out. <laughs> Come find yeah. out. Come find out. Who side I on? Come find out. Josiah was a crash dummy, man. <laughs> he buck up into this one again. Yeah. <laughs> man. Um, so it now, just, oh, go for it. No, it got a show, bro. Like, you could you could go on a in an ocean. No, on a, on a, on a um bridge. Mm-hmm. Jump off a bridge, and say God got me. You said I said, and you could drown, bro. You could definitely drown. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, I saw a quote. This, this might not be that fitting, but there was like the um Mount Everest, like the path to Mount Everest is like. Filled with a lot of bodies. Yeah, dead bodies. People of people. No, of people who who was ambitious. You know what I mean? Like, and thought that they could make it, right? That's a different way of saying it. Yeah, no, no, but (laughs) but it was basically saying, right? Sometimes you really can bite off more than you can chew, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Don't let all this motivational mumbo jumbo get to your head, bro. Some bottles is not are not yours, bro. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, bro. I really wonder what he was trying to gain, but either way. <laughs> that's that's the truth, though, because I don't know, bro. Just to speculate, I think he see them. So, okay, God tell you, you're not going to see calamity, right? You don't even know the calamity that, that you're all about to face. You might have thought calamity take the form of, well, losing in battle, right? Mm-hmm. Or you might say, well, if we lose in battle, then the calamity can happen. And so God don't want me to see calamity. So therefore, I won't lose the battle. You feel me? Uh, and completely ignoring the idea that me dying would also mean that I'm not going to see the calamity. Like we could lose the battle. I die and still don't see <laughs> calamity there, <laughs> you know? So I, I can't, I just, I just don't see. Obviously, yeah, I just don't see why he going out to seek Nico. You know what I mean? And Nico try one him, you know. Try one him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So verse 31. Jehoaz, another J, was 23 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. Three Mercy. months. His mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. See, Jeremiah was the name of the time back in that time. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, oh boy, according to all that his fathers had done. Now Pharaoh, Nico, put him in prison at Riblah in the land of Hamath, that he might not reign in Jerusalem. And he imposed on the land a tribute of 100 talents of silver and a talent of gold. Then Pharaoh, Nico, made Elakim, the son of Josiah, king in place of his father, Josiah, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. And Pharaoh took Jehoaz and went to Egypt, and he died there. So again, this is like another tangentially point. You doing what you ain't supposed to do 
put a diff, put a different burden on your nation. One, you cause your son get captive because <laughs> he wasn't even supposed to be king yet, realistically, because you wasn't even supposed to go fight against Egypt. You <laughs> was young when you died, bro. <laughs> nah, your people essentially get placed under subservancy to Egypt, and the next tip, tribute tax get placed on that. Oh. But you wouldn't even know because you dead. Yeah, and he and Nico, Nico calling the shots. Nico got decide who could be the next king, and then you know yeah. what I mean. And then, but Nico, he wouldn't even be on y'all. Y'all wouldn't even be on his radar if you didn't go and invite him. He was like, "You don't since you won't be so disrespectful. You don't cause me make war with your nation now." Now I don't know the king dead, so I could come about. I could come marching and do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so now we have King Jehoiakim. Which is also interesting because you know what other famous prophet was now living? Ooh. Daniel. Daniel was living in the reign of Jehoiakim. That makes sense. So, yeah. So Jehoiakim gave the silver and the gold to Pharaoh, but he taxed the land to give money according to the command of Pharaoh. So he exacted the silver and the gold from the people of the land from everyone according to his assessment to give it to Pharaoh Nico. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebudah, the daughter of Peadiah of Rumah. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord according to all that his fathers has done. So also these kings was having multiple baby mamas still. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> hey, Daniel lived long, you know. Oh yeah, Daniel. Daniel had a good. He had a good little lifespan. Daniel ran through long kings, bro. He's seen. He's seen some things. Daniel is seeing some things. Yeah. I guess Daniel make it. Daniel make it really and truly the whole Babylonian Empire, but he even make it to Cyrus. But the funny thing about it is like the Babylonian Empire didn't even really last that long for real. But he made it true. But bro, Nebuchadnezzar, see the Bible say Nebuchadnezzar and then it say Belshazzar, right? But they had a whole couple of the kings after the Nebuchadnezzar. No agreed. So Daniel ran through all them kings, Nabonidus, and you see they say like, and then the Medes, that was quick. And then well, it was like Cyrus. Mm -hmm. After that, yeah, bro. And oh, and and another thing, Jehoiakim wasn't even when it was Jehoiakim. Then another king, Jehoiakim, Chin or whatever, and then Nebuchadnezzar come and take him. But Nebuchadnezzar was already reigning though. At the same time, concurrently. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, man, so that, that ends the chapter. That ends the chapter. Overall thoughts. Josiah is a cool dude. He was a crash dummy at the ending. And um, yeah, he crashed out, bro. <laughs> he crashed out, bro. Mm -hmm. He was on a crash. He was on a crash course. And um, he ended up going to an early grave because he wasn't a, a level-headed, he didn't make a level-headed decision. But other than that, as pious as they come, 
You know what I mean? He remind me of <laughs> he remind me of when 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 a when Governor General Lavihat in the Bahamas Woods Rogers. Remember they say he expelled the line of all the pirates, clean mm-hmm. up the town and thing like that. Pirates now, expelled, I'm, commerce restored. Restored, right? And Joanne would shout out no, you know, historical figure during that time. But the, it really reminded me that because I remember in school, like in elementary school, we learned about that. Piracy mm-hmm. was a plague in the Bahamas. You know what I mean? You boy, you boy, come and clean up the town. Oh, that's how the books say. I know, bro. You know, some people, like, you know, the people who write history, but like, but the victor always controls the narrative. Exactly. There's conveniently, there's conveniently spruce up everything. So I know. Mm-hmm. But your boy, so, and I just wanted to put that in kind of like uh, relevant terms for me in my culture. That's what, that's what I learned. So to the Jews or to the people of that time, this would have been that. You clean the, you clean up the town. We it was a lot of it was a lot of darkness happening. We saw the extent of their darkness, bro, in the temple. Mm-hmm. You know? Nah, so when you see God say, they did this to provoke me, you can't, you, you can't deny it. You cannot deny it. When you see the common destruction and all of that stuff. You can't, you cannot wonder why this is happening. <clears throat> when I was young, before having read this narrative, I remember the Old Testament, some stories, but then I remember Jesus. And I remember how the Romans was ruling them. I remember how Daniel and the Hebrew boys get taken away. And mm-hmm. my mind, I just used to say, bro, because we so pass, we like pacifists. Other nations could come and just run us down and take us and, you know, we just turned out a cheek, you know, but that's not what happened. That is not what happened. They blew it. That's the truth. God, <laughs> they were under a covenant. They pledged righteousness and they chose not to be righteous. They chose just to run wild. And in any other circumstance in the world, bro, you break the law, there's consequences. You know what I'm saying? You break, you break someone's trust. You know what I'm saying? You disobey your parents. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a cause and effect. That's that's consistent throughout everything. You know what I'm saying? Even in these other um these other pagan nations or polytheistic nations, they had laws. They had laws you had to uphold, and when you break that, it was consequences, civil penalties. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that is the state that that Judah is in now. Josiah just so happened to intercept it. Because Josiah was truly living in ignorance. And it proves that because once he learned, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, they say, if you knew better, you do better. He, as soon as he knew better, he did better. Instantly. Instantly. Instantly, <laughs> Instantly. yeah. He got the confirmation from God that God, that, that yeah, y'all was doing wrong. Oh, and but God said, yo, I can show you love still because I see how you, I see how righteous you are. Like, oh, repenting you was. And, he he never stopped after that. I I going above and beyond. There was people like Hezekiah that was credited for their righteous acts, and I doing even more than him. That was the bar, and I I owe doing him. Great grandfather, sorry, bro. I breaking your record. Most <laughs> most um what it called high places removed. You know? For real. And so yeah, and and so him dying, it also fulfills. Um. A prophecy from Hezekiah. No, not even Hezekiah. Yeah, from Hezekiah time. 
See, we know Hezekiah was righteous, but at the same time, Hezekiah had a downfall. And the Lord prophesied that his, his offspring could be taken away. You know what I'm saying? Manasseh is an offspring. He is Ammon, Josiah. You feel me? And so it's like, bro, when you are, bro, this, so one thing that I find the most fascinating about curses in the Bible, God cursed Solomon to say, bro, your kingdom will be taken away from you, right? Mm -hmm. Solomon's son come around and was an idiot and the kingdom was taken away from him. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it don't be like, oh, it's curry favored. Oh, it ain't fair. We see how the ones who was prophesied that um, the, the, the person that was going to be directly affected also play a part in their, in the destruction or the removal of their blessings. Mm -hmm. This um, So Josiah's son, well, his second, well, his first son did evil in the, in the sight of the Lord. And so just, just off, just off of that, your kingdom gone, bro. Straight like that, bro. Now, if he had done righteous, I believe that the Lord could have said the same thing. That God could have said, yo, because you was pious, you ain't gonna see the calamity. And then mm -hmm. the then the next evil person gonna get what God had promised when Manasseh was around. You see what I'm saying? So and I, I find that to be consistent in Deuteronomy 28, the Lord say blesses and curses. The blessings list was short because the list, we had already spent five books of the God telling you what to do and what mm -hmm. not to do. So when it comes to the blessings, it's like, yo, do this, do, uh, follow this, and you can get, you can get blessings. But if you don't, I want to tell you the extent to which your, the consequences are. There are grave consequences for disobeying me. You know what I'm saying? And, and this ain't only, this ain't only, a, a, oh, because I say so. I'm telling you not to do these things because it's, it's going to better humanity. You're going to be a light to other nations. There's a lot riding on y'all being holy. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Y'all are going to be happier if y'all not murdering each other, stealing each other, wife and things like that. Y'all are going to be happier. Y'all going to live higher quality of life. I'm telling you this for your own good. And if you choose to disobey me and boast and provoke me, there are going to be consequences on top of the fact that y'all are going to be living in strife and all of the, the bad stuff that y'all put yourselves to. And so... Now that Josiah is, is gone, we just lost in terms of kings, in terms of kings of Judah, we just lost the last light in terms of kings uh, on the on the throne of Judah. And so now we're gonna see what happens when the kingdom is ruled by darkness. King Josiah was diligent in his efforts to clean the land of its idols. As soon as he learned of the book of the law, he implemented change. And as a result, the Lord spared him from the coming destruction. But as for his sons, Jehoahaz and Jehoiakim, they were not so pious. But we'll talk more about the destruction of Judah on the next episode of A Breath of, a Fresh, breath air. of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your hosts, Earl Roberts and the Cars Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram 
and B-O-F-A-P-O-D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week.